0: What is up everybody? How you doing? How you living? Another episode of Talking Football brought to you by myself, Austin Cunningham, and the wonderful Justin Trees. Today we are going to be doing our season predictions. Who is winning the division? Who's winning the Super Bowl? And then who is winning every single award from MVP to comeback player of the year and coach of the year? Ready to go. Mr. Justin Trees, how you doing, man? Doing great. It's Labor Day. We're actually doing this at like noon, which is fantastic.
1: Oh, energy's gonna in the be afternoon. through the roof today. Yeah, we both have energies. So uh, I'm super excited. Always one of the best episodes we have, and by one of, I mean, we've all we've only done most things once or twice. So how how do you really know? But um, it was one of my favorites. I will go with that. That and July 4th, the wiffle Ball team, I think, are like some of my favorite episodes. So excited to see how this all plays out. It was fun over this a lot during the season see where we're at uh why did we think certain things like me last year why was i all in on dan quinn last year i don't know beats me but uh them damn falcons i guess so i'm excited i got some good tree today to get us right in the mood so let's just dive right into it so i'm gonna name <clears throat> 20 players you don't need to write all these guys down Thank if you God. Don't want to. I just want to you to kind of guess what these guys have in common. So I'm going to just start from the top and go down. So Le'Veon Bell, LaShawn McCoy, Melvin Gordon, Todd Gurley, Jordan Howard, Kareem Hunt, Fournette, Frank Gore, CJ Anderson, Zeke, Carlos Hyde, Lamar Miller, Mark Ingram, Latavius Murray. Alex Collins, Jay Ajayi, Marshawn Lynch, Isaiah Crowell, Jonathan Stewart, and Devontae Freeman. That's twenty running backs. Do you know what do you know what's different about all of those guys? What's different? Yeah, let's let's say I told you these names in twenty seventeen. What's different about all of these guys except for one of them?
0: Uh, what round they were drafted in? None of them were drafted? Nope. No, all these I mean, guys were... No, not none of them were drafted. I meant like none of them were drafted like within the same round and stuff. Nope. Nope, that's not it. it does it have anything to do with what they do on the field, like stat-wise?
1: Yes. I mean, I, I guess not stat-wise. I, I mean, it has to do with that though, yes.
0: I mean, there was a large group of them that, you know, with what you started out with who are you know, just as good at receiving as they are running. So here's the fun part about this. I just named
1: 20 players in 2017 from top to bottom. That was the 20 leading rushers in the NFL in 2017.
0: One of them, one of them is still on their current team. Say that list again, then
1: Le'Veon Bell. Lashawn McCoy, and this is not this is just like this isn't from top to bottom. It's just okay. In, in, okay. In order.
0: Um, so if you want top to bottom, I'll read them off to you. Kareem Hunt. Okay, that's where I was at. I was like I know okay. Kareem Hunt led the league in rushing. So yeah that that was that
1: was from attempt. So if you go from yards, you go Kareem Hunt, Gurley, Bell, McCoy, Ingram, Howard, Gordon, Fournette. Anderson, Zeke, Collins, Gore, Hyde, Dion Lewis. I didn't say that name before. Uh, Marshawn Lynch. I said that. Uh, Miller, J.J., Devontae Freeman, Isaiah Crowell, Latavius Murray. Dang. Those twenty players, less than three seasons ago, led the NFL in rushing in those in the top twenty. One of them, Zeke, is the only
0: one still on their current team. Don't pay (laughs) running backs. That's ridiculous. Just don't pay them. That's your mindset with it, huh? That's my mindset with it. All right. Why why is that your mindset with that? Just because any running back at any time can lead the league in rushing? Or be top 20? Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. I mean, dude, Isaiah Crowell, <laughs> Alex Collins, those guys aren't even in the NFL anymore. C.J. Anderson? Yeah. Deion Lewis can't even get onto the field. Fournette couldn't get traded for a seventh-round pick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Damn, all right. I never really look at it that way, but I definitely need to start doing that. And, like, sure, there's always the
1: arguments, right? Like, I, I have no problem paying guys. Like, I thought I thought the deal for Mixon was great. I thought the deal with uh, Henry was great. I thought those weren't, like, absurd things. I think the Zeke one was way too much money, and I'm a huge Zeke guy. Uh, I think that Christian McCaffrey does enough on the field everywhere, everywhere else that it makes sense because he's not just a running back. So, yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. Um, no, it I
0: got definitely a few is.
1: Let's it. I got one more for you, though. I got another. I got another, another trivia because that one was a weird one. I, it was weird to word, and I didn't know how to word it, so it was more just like a interesting fact. Um, this one you will need that pen and paper that I know you have on your side. Yep. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Player A, and these are 2019 stats. <clears throat> Player A. Four thousand and fifty four yards, twenty one touchdowns, eight interceptions, seventy point four completion percentage,
0: passer rating of a hundred point eight. A hundred point eight? Correct. Passer rating. Okay. What was the yardage again? Four thousand 4- four hundred. Four thousand and fifty four. Okay. Player okay. B three thousand
1: eight hundred and fifty two yards, twenty six okay. touchdowns, twelve interceptions, sixty seven point okay. three completion percentage,
0: and a ninety eight quarterback rating. Okay. So 3,852 yards is what you said at the beginning. 26 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, 67.3 completion percentage, 98 QBR. Okay, so within this, player A has more yards, less touchdowns, less interceptions, higher completion percentage, and a higher QBR. Why is this player throwing five less touchdowns, but everything else is higher? uh boy oh boy um i'm probably gonna take player a because i'm assuming that they're doing well all over the field and then when they get you know into the red zone they're probably you know they're they have a good running game so they're just scoring on the ground so there's no need to be throwing um and that's going to be the reason why they have you know necessarily 200 more throwing yards 200 more yards passing three percent uh completion percentage is better and then they're better qbr as well but five less touchdowns as long as you're scoring though with your running back on those i'm fine with because you have less interceptions so five interceptions four more five more touchdowns to four more interceptions that can be a difference in a couple games there as well so yeah i'm gonna take player A. I was talking myself through that quite a bit i'm taking player a
1: that's all right uh i actually i think and i speak for i think everybody um we like hearing that. So just to give you context, uh, player A's running back had seven rushing touchdowns, and player B had six. And obviously that's just their lead running back. Their secondary mm-hmm. running back had more. I didn't, I didn't look into that, but I did look into their lead running back. So lead running back had one more touchdown on player okay. A. Okay, so you're going with player A. Mm-hmm. Both of these quarterbacks are in the AFC. That is your hint. Now who are these quarterbacks?
0: How long have they been playing?
1: Uh, are both, they both older? They are both past year three. Fuck. Okay. Uh, um, both past year three.
0: So 2016 and before, or 2007, 2017 draft counts. Correct.
1: 2017 draft, or okay. or
0: past. Yes. Um, they are not
1: the same age. I will say that. They're not the okay, same age. Okay, perfect. Try to um, that.
0: And then within that, these were last year's stats, correct? These were 2019 stats. Okay. 2019, write that down. Is one of them Baker Mayfield?
1: No, you know that Baker threw a lot more interceptions. Than I just want to 12. hear you say it.
0: I just want <laughs> to say it. Any opportunity to shit on him? I'm going to. Aha. Uh, okay, so within the AFC... Uh, Let's start with the West. Derek Carr. Bingo. That's player A. Is it? Is so it player B then?
1: <laughs> you you
0: get, Tell me which one you think it is. I think he's A. He is A. Okay. And now player B is probably someone that we've talked about within the last – couple episodes because it's the only reason why you would bring this up with to include with Derek Carr um and so he's
1: bad we've either talked about him he's been in the news a lot lately I don't know either way either way works
0: they're in the news a lot lately who's been in the news it's I mean it's not Patrick Mahomes no he didn't throw 12 interceptions he only threw two he should have been a one fuck you refs in the Texans game wait I'm pretty
1: sure he threw five last year Mahomes yeah
0: I don't think it was that many.
1: I'm gonna think it's five. You keep guessing on who this is. I'm gonna look up this stack.
0: Okay. Um, I'm assuming these guys are not gonna be in the same division. Who's been in the news? An AFC quarterback, Gardner Minshew. No. No. Not uh, he's been in the news. He's been in the news. He did throw five interceptions last year, just for the damn moment. it. So it should have been four. Because there was one against the Texans, that was a horse crap call. Hashtag never forget. Um, Okay, so AFC quarterback, he's been in the news a lot. For some reason, I'm not hearing about it or paying attention enough to see it. Has he just gotten paid? I don't know.
1: Has somebody even gotten paid lately?
0: That's not good. I don't know. Quarterback-wise? You don't know who just got paid? Oh, my. Fuck me. Uh, Deshaun Watson. <laughs> it is Deshaun Watson. Yeah, sorry for saying the f bomb there. <laughs> but yes, Deshaun Watson. Wow, I just picked Derek Carr over Deshaun Watson. Yikes. Oh brother.
1: One's getting paid like seventeen million dollars this year. One's getting paid
0: forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> oh man (laughs) you little bastard
1: did you i did not realize this 26 touchdowns is deshaun watson's career high really yeah and which makes sense i guess 2017 he tore his acl halfway through the year 2018 came back he i guess he just didn't have his more than 26, and then last year he had 26. So he's really only had two opportunities to play. Damn. And let's not forget, like, we in reality, we would all choose Deshaun
0: Watson. He, he is no, a most, special, special quarterback. But Most definitely, but that's tough. That is tough. I, that just goes to show Derek guess just isn't being appreciated. Now, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. Crazy. Yikes. Well, love that. Uh, Speaking of Deshaun Watson, this dude did get paid four-year, $177 million, as well as Ryan Kelly, who signed a four-year, $50 million contract. Boy, it must be a great Labor Day weekend for these guys. Uh, Talk about a day, getting a day off to celebrate. The Texans probably don't have a day off since they're playing Thursday to open the season. Um, But that's exciting for both of these guys, both very deserving of that amount of money. Uh, now it just raises the bar even more for what Lamar Jackson and Dak Prescott are gonna be going to be paid, though, as quarterbacks in the NFL.
1: Yeah, you wonder, like, you have to, if you're Dak Prescott's camp, you have to absolutely love that number that Deshaun Watson just got. You have to love it. You legit are going to get $48 million plus a year
0: you think so? That Another 3 another 3 million dollar jump? I bet so. There's always that type of jump.
1: I bet it gets 4 year 80 185 with probably, and at this point it's probably going to be like 115 120 guaranteed
0: on a 4 year deal because that's exactly what Watson just got. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I mean, if you're Jerry Jones, though, you did this to yourself. I mean, you did. You could have already had this guy paid. You could have had him paid before Mahomes. But, no, you want to wait until Mahomes and Watson get paid. And then you're probably going to wait for Lamar Jackson to get paid. And you're going to be looking at it like, ah, damn. As you probably have a good year and win the division and go deep in the playoffs, you probably go to an NFC Championship game. I know we're going to get into that later today, but, yeah. You screwed yourself there, Mr. Jones.
1: Really did. Uh, but moving on to Ryan Kelly, uh, probably a top three center in the league, maybe even top two and well-deserved. Um, I loved Ryan Kelly coming out of the draft out of Alabama. I was upset the Colts got him, but he's been everything that they've wanted plus more. So uh, honestly, Colts probably got a better deal on that than they could have even imagined. So uh, well worth it. So Uh, uh, that does it for those two contracts. Those guys are, like you said, having a good Labor Day weekend, getting to go and do whatever they want there.
0: Yep. Um, Let's stick with the... Oh, go ahead. Nope. Go ahead. I was going to say, let's just stick with the contracts where we're at. Cam Hayward uh, signs a four-year deal as well for $71.4 million uh, to stay with the Steelers. You got to love that as a Steelers fan. You got to love that as Cam Hayward. Make a push to win that division this year. And then a guy who... We've been trying to predict where in the world he's going to go to Clowney ends up finding a home with the Tennessee Titans. There was kind of mixed reports, though, for a little bit on where he might end up. Is he's going to the Titans? Uh, actually, hasn't made up his mind. He's still in discussions with the Saints. Saints weren't able to offer enough money. Clowney is with the Titans, and he has taken the number 99. Uh, I have, haven't seen pictures yet, but I think it looks pretty cool because I like those Titans jerseys quite a bit. Uh I mean, Trece, what are your thoughts on clowning to the Titans for the AFC South?
1: I mean, It just solidifies what I said a couple of weeks ago of them being the favorite in that division. I think that he is going to do so much for that team. And they, they honestly don't need the amazing pass rusher because they already have some guys that can do that. They just need... I mean they lost their defensive tackle when they traded him, to, uh, traded him to the Broncos, and so like they just need that tough-nosed guy that can stop the run, and that's what he's going to do, and he's going to throw in some pass rush here and there. But like, they're not paying them this money expecting like 14-plus sacks. They're probably like, hey, give us eight, but make it so these teams can't run on us. And exactly. let's see what we can do. So, uh, fantastic form. him. So, have, have you read the story about what the Saints were trying to do?
0: No, I have not.
1: <clears throat> so, they were trying – so, basically, they got Chris Pauled, NBA-style, on this trade. The The NFL vetoed it and said this isn't doable. So – they obviously didn't have the cap space. So what they did is they went to a team that does have cap space. Reports are it was either the Jags or the Browns. Most most people think it was the Browns, but since there was reports that the Jags were in it, some people think it was the Jags as well. Um, I'm kind of a firm believer that it was the Browns, but they went to the Browns and said— we want you to sign him for, to a one-year, $15 million deal. You pay the $5 million, uh player bonus. Mm-hmm. Then, then right after you pay that, we will trade you a second-round pick for him, and then we only have to pay him $10 million, and then we'll give you one of our expiring contracts to open up a little bit more cap space. So the person that would... Say it's the Browns. Browns, you pay Clowny five million dollars for basically an expiring contract of somebody that could help you this year, plus a next year's second round draft pick.
0: Why would the NFL veto that? That is genius. I would love to see that happen in the NFL more often.
1: Yeah, I I don't know why they did. I think it was just because it, it might have been because it was just too late in the game where like the NFL like wanted to make sure like. Nobody was trying to pull a fast one on them, and they're like, we don't have enough time, because it was, like, down to the wire, basically. I I think that's more of what it was, was, like, if you would have came to us three days ago with this, when we had time to, like, really think about it, we could have figured this out. Yeah, because that's a slippery slope, right? Like, you allowed that once, then all of a sudden, like, what else could happen? So, it sucks for the Saints, uh, because, again, that would have been awesome. And if I was a Jags, I would have fucking done that in a heartbeat, get another second (laughs) round. Pick. Jeez. Um that's tough though. So good for yeah. the good for the Titans. And it and honestly, it kinda sounded like even if that deal was possible, like they he would Clowney really loved Fer bull, I think that's really what was the deciding factor was. He just loves Ferry Bull as as his head coach. Uh wait. What who'd you say? I think Clowney would have chose the Titans anyways, even with if that deal was if the NFL would have allowed that deal because they like
0: because Clowney likes Vrabel. Oh, okay. For some reason, I was not hearing Vrabel. I was hearing another name, so I got super confused for a second. Back on page with you though, but God. I agree with that, uh, especially from their days in Houston. Uh, just in case you're listening and you didn't know, that was uh, Mike Vrabel was the was a defensive coach for the Texans at the time when Clowney was drafted. And then they both eventually go their separate ways with Rabel going to be the head coach of the Titans, Klein going to Seattle. Now they find themselves back together in Tennessee. I mean, I think they're just kind of set to compete at a high level in the South. I still don't know if they win it. But, man, it's going to be close in that division. I'm excited to see it in the South. Your Jaguars, though, I'm, I'm so sorry. I am so sorry for what's about to happen there. Uh, but players starting, uh, let's just stick with the Dolphins. The Dolphins have named Ryan Fitzpatrick their starting quarterback after releasing Josh Rosen because they weren't able to find him uh, a tradable or a suitor that was wanting to trade. They're like, all right, we'll just release him. Josh Rosen declines several options to go be a quarterback on a roster, says, nope, I'm going to go to the Bucs, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I'm going to sign on to their practice squad uh, within Tampa. I think that's amazing. Uh, For him, he gets to go to Bruce Arians, a quarterback whisperer, a true one. Uh, And then he gets to learn from Tom Brady as well. And who knows, maybe after Tom Brady leaves, we see Josh Rosen take over as the Buccaneers, you know, starting quarterback. Depending on how that goes, I'm just throwing something into a dark room and hoping it sticks because I think Josh Rosen has been screwed out of a career in the NFL.
1: Yeah, he kind of has, but... He's kind of just not that good either, like, when it all comes down to it. Um, and this is me having him as my second qu- second quarterback in that draft class. I kind of just – like, more than I just think about it and stuff, like, he kind of set UCLA back because he came in right after Hundley came in, and Hundley kind of put UCLA back on the map. Rosen comes in, everybody's like, oh, we got an even better quarterback, and he kind of, like, did a lot worse for UCLA, and then there's just been problems, so – agreed he hasn't gotten a fair shot and it's been on some terrible terrible teams but I also am kind of just a believer that he's just not very good and even when he's gone let's say he stays there Brady retires say in two or three years Arians is going to retire again by that point a new head coach is going to come in and going to want his own quarterback so I kind of think that he's just not going to get that opportunity again Uh, I think that (laughs) I think what it does, though, it probably is going to make it so he is a backup quarterback in this league for a very, very long time, kind of like a Daniels. Like Daniels has been in the NFL for what, like twelve years now. Like has like four starts, but somehow is getting paid like a hundred million money. dollars in his <laughs> career, like just ridiculous money. He could easily be that guy, and there's nothing wrong with that. I just don't believe that he'll ever be the guy.
0: I mean, I think. At this point, it's just kind of the writing on the wall and what needs to be accepted for him and from people that were fans of him, uh, ultimately. Uh, Let's go move on to some other guys that are signing with new teams. Adrian Peterson, Mr. All Day, has signed to the Lions. Kind of a hit on what DeAndre Swift's going to be with on Johnson there. I feel like kind of silly for drafting him in so many fantasy leagues that I'm a part of this year because I really thought Swift would just take that job and run with it. No pun intended, but I think that's even harder now with Adrian Peterson a part of the mix. Uh, Reuben Foster signed to the Packers practice squad, and Taylor Gabriel has opted out of the season, correct?
1: Yeah, he has. So he, he, uh, he was a free agent anyway, so maybe it was the right none was on the wall that he wasn't going to get signed anyways, but now it's just like a safer thing just to be like, ah, I'm opting out anyways. And he can opt out because he's a free agent, right? Like if he was signed, he couldn't opt out. Like we're past that yep. stage. So, um, yeah. Um, I love Ruben Foster. Uh, that's like a guy that I always thought should have gotten more playing time with the bills. And so I think that's a really good signing. I could see him up onto the, the active roster at some point early in the season. um, who else are we missing here? We got um Sydney Jones. Uh Looks like our rundown got messed up a little bit. Sydney Jones signs with the Jags on their practice squad, which I thought was awesome. I was a huge fan of him coming out of Washington. And now he's going to be on the practice squad. And I bet by week two to three, he is on the active roster and making plays for that defense. I think that that'll be awesome for them. Um Continue to try to, get younger and grow that uh defensive back field that that's good for him and then uh sewell the top rated left tackle in college out of oregon has just opted out of the season less than an hour ago so and given we don't know when the pac 12 is actually going to play but he is not going to be a part of it this dude is a lock to be a top three pick in the nfl draft
0: yeah, I, I think you're exactly right with that, um, especially if the Pac-12 is going to come back and play this season or not. Uh, it's nice to see that he's kind of made the ultimate decision. Of like, you know what? I know I'm already a top 10 or top five, top three draft pick. Let's just go ahead and start focusing on that. No need to risk getting hurt and playing the season uh, on the unknown of what the schedule is going to look like or when your season is going to be over. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, With Reuben Foster, though, I'm kind of confused. Is there two Reuben Fosters that – I'm getting mixed up here. That signed with the play with the the Packers practice squad. You were thinking of your? Are you thinking
1: of the linebacker Reuben Foster? Yes. Yeah, it is not that. It is the wide
0: receiver Foster. Ah, the speedster. And I know if I was confused on that, I'm sure there's someone else out there that was confused as well. So glad we we're all on the same page. Uh, unless you guys are just all super, you know, football nerds and knew that over me. Congratulations. But that is pretty much around the laces of everything that's going on in the NFL at this point. Uh, glad to get that updated and moving to the heat of our episode, the heart of our episode. And that's predicting uh, what the NFL season is going to be as in division winners, wild card teams, MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, comeback player, coach, offense and defense, rookie of the years as well. We're also going to be predicting the conference championship games and who's in the Super Bowl and then ultimately who is winning it. Uh, Tris, let's dive right into this. Uh, starting off with our division, division winners in the AFC, who do you have winning the AFC East?
1: AFC East, I have the Buffalo Bills taking down the Patriots and winning that division.
0: Bam, I'm right there with you. First time since 1995 that they have been able to do that. Hopefully they do it this year. AFC South, I have the Texans doing it. I know a lot of people are probably looking at the the Tennessee Titans, especially after signing uh, Jadavion Clowney, what he's going to be able to help in that offense or that defense against the run. I think they upset Baltimore than they play in the middle of the year, so I'm excited for that. But ultimately, the AFC South division winner is the Houston Texans for me.
1: I like it. I like it. Um, I'm I'm going with the Titans, though. I think that they win that division. Um, honestly, by probably two games. So I have I have the Titans winning that one. So um, I just think that this team defensively is too strong. I think that the offense is going to have some major weapons, and um, I don't know. I just I have this faith in that Henry can do it again. So I'm going with the Tampa Bay or sorry, Tampa Bay Tennessee Titans
0: <laughs> there we go uh within the AFC West or excuse me the AFC North who do you have one in that division
1: uh AFC North you have
0: to go I know you're not going to I'm going with the Ravens okay <laughs> I'm taking the Steelers I think Big Ben coming back means if Minka Fitzpatrick being on that defense uh, another year Devin Bush you just re-signed Cam Hayward uh, I think this defense is going to be too much in that division, and Lamar Jackson's going to just be playing against defenses that understand what his strengths are. And I'm hoping, I'm really predicting someone figure out, figures out how to slow him down. And if it's going to be anybody, it's probably going to be the Steelers uh, and any other team they face this year, uh, picking up from what the Steelers are able to do. So the Steelers win that division, they win the North, the AFC West. I though I think it's an obvious choice for me. It's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. Five years in a row. I don't see anyone slowing them down in that division. They're they're a couple years away from being able to compete at that high of a level uh, on both sides of the ball. I'm sure there's going to be close games. But the ultimate winner for the AFC West for me is going to be the Kansas City Chiefs.
1: Uh, As am I. Uh, The number one team in the AFC, Kansas City Chiefs.
0: Ooh, I like it. Number one team in the league, in the AFC. Yeah,
1: actually – in the league, I have them with the best regular season record.
0: <laughs> My man. Right there with you. Uh, perfect. So now let's move on to the NFC. The NFC East. Who do you have winning that division? Um, The NFC. Sorry. Which one? NFC East. East. It's
1: got to be the Cowboys.
0: Yeah. It, I mean, I'm right there with you. Uh, let's just move on to – I think it's pretty self-explanatory. That offense has so much firepower. The defense is going to be okay. The NFC South – I'm taking the New Orleans Saints. Treese, who do you have? I'm going with the Saints as well. Okay, Uh, And then let's go ahead and go into the NFC North. Who do you have winning the North, Mr. Treese?
1: I have the Minnesota Vikings winning the NFC North.
0: Okay, perfect. I'm actually going to take the Packers. I think they're able to repeat that, uh, compete at a high level. Yes, they didn't do much this offseason to help their offense. But I think they're going to be just fine. What they had last year was apparently good enough for them to go 13-3. and three. I think they're even better this year. So I'm going to take the Packers there in the north. And then for the NFC West, Patrice, who do you have uh, coming out of the west? A, a very tough division. Everybody knows who I'm taking here. It, it's got to be the Seattle Seahawks. Okay. I'm right there with you as well. Uh, all right. Now, so within this, do you want to go ahead and do the playoffs or do you want to go into the awards um so we haven't done wild cards yet either so when do you want to do the wild cards let's just go ahead and do that right now for the afc who do you have as your two wild card teams
1: i have as the uh uh, three wild card
0: teams three yes sorry
1: three this year yeah that's a habit. That's going to be something yes. that everybody's going to have to get used to. So, three wild card teams this year, which is super super exciting. Um I'm going to go with the top wild card team being the Steelers, and then I have the second one being the uh, Texans, and, and then I have the third one being the Indianapolis Colts.
0: Really? You think the Colts yeah, so can that
1: so that one was the – out of all of the picks, that was by far the hardest one, like without doubt, because there was – I'll just tell, go through my process. I had the Chargers very much in there, and I had the Browns very much in there. Those are That's the, who the win, two man. other teams. Those are the two other teams, and I ended up going with – I think that the defense of the Colts just got better, and I think that – there will be something about Philip Rivers that does just enough to sneak into that final wild card spot. Uh,
0: you know what? You talked me into that. You talked me into that with the Colts. Yeah, I, yeah. I've been too high on Philip Rivers with the Colts to not be in there uh, and what that team's going to be and that running back committee that they have. Yeah. So with my with my wildcard teams, I have the Ravens, the Titans, and you convinced me to the Colts. So, um, sorry, I'm filling out our sheet because we didn't
1: want we didn't want each other to see our stuff here. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm filling that out as we go. So, bear with me for one moment, everybody. I know this isn't great podcasting, but um, it's it's going to make it easier as we move on. So, sorry, you said the Ravens, mm-hmm. and then and then uh the Titans, Titans, and yep. then you went with the Colts. Yep. Okay, so we ended up having. Literally the same teams in the playoffs, in the AFC. We just have them all in different orders. Yep.
0: Interesting. Okay. And I don't think that's just us copying off one another. I think it's just we've been talking about all these teams so much this offseason, and we've already kind of done this in a way. It's just now being like, all right, officially, this is where we're at uh, on this. So I'm I'm, I'm digging it. Uh, Within the NFC, though, who do you have?
1: So in the NFC, I have uh, the number five seed, and again, I did not think I was going to be high on this team, but here I am being high on them. I have the Tampa <laughs> Bay Buccaneers being the five seed. Then I have the 49ers being the six seed, and then I have the Los Angeles Rams as the seven seed.
0: What? Yes. Oh, <laughs> The Rams sneak in. I so have out the, of the Rams West is in. the Rams, 49ers, and, and the Seahawks. Or sorry, and Seahawks. Yeah, I said Bucks, but okay. yes, and Seahawks. So I'm going Eagle. or excuse me. I'm going to go Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Minnesota Vikings, and the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay,
1: so we're different here, right? So you have. You have the Eagles and Packers in, and those are the two teams I don't have in. And mm-hmm. for the record, it was out of the Rams and Eagles for those for that last spot. And it was honestly extremely difficult not to do that because I think the Eagles have almost four very easy wins when <laughs> it comes to it with uh, playing Washington, Washington and the Giants. Yep. And like now that I'm sitting here thinking about that, I'm like, man, that's four easy wins there. (laughs) Uh, Maybe I should (laughs) switch it, but I'm not going to. I'm going to stick to it. I think that the Rams. Um, I know they lost quite a bit, but I think that they have some swagger back. I think that they're ready to prove that they can do this, and they can do it even with losing guys like Gurley. And I think that uh, Goff is ready to take a step forward. And I think this pass rush is going to get to the quarterback enough. I think, but I mean, it. Honestly, I'm right there with you I, though. I kind of like your pick more. I'm not gonna change it, but I do like. I really do like the Eagles pick. Um, so for I me, mean, the,
0: the actually the deciding factor was just the offensive line is too hurt. Yeah, and I was kind of hesitant on it because of the injuries that they've dealt with. But with the Rams, I mean, everything you said is on point as well because it has felt that way watching it on Hard Knocks. It feels like Jared Goff has stepped into a true leadership role that he's ready to take that next step and be the guy in, you know, you could kind of tell that last year was maybe a fluke year, a bad year for him. Uh, And they're, they're going to be able to reproduce or redo that this year. I think him in that receiving core is going to be just fine, especially with Higby as a tight end running back wise. You can just, I mean, we talked about it to start the show on tree Sivia. You don't need to pay a running back. You just get a guy that you can pound the rock with. And then when you're passing the ball, just Jared Goff, make the right decisions. Defense. Slow them down enough. I think the Rams they possibly could or not possibly they could be good this year. Uh, you know some type, some people might think oh we're getting the third wild card spot. Dude, this year has been crazy enough as it is. Who freaking knows what's gonna happen? You know from the third wild card team that gets into the playoffs, it's gonna be nuts. I'm excited for it. I can't freaking wait. Uh, within this, did we already pick our NFC division winners? That's yes. Yes, okay. we have
1: already done that. So. Here's one thing we didn't do, though. We didn't say, like, what seed they were going to be. So I'm going to run through yours, and I want you to tell me what seed they are. So I'm going to assume you have the Chiefs at number one, right, in the yep. AFC. Okay. Yep. Who do you have as the number two seed? That is either Steelers. going to be – Okay. You got the Steelers. Okay. And then who's three?
0: Three Bills, four Texans.
1: Okay. And then we already know the wild card because we did those in order. So that would put the Chiefs moving on. Obviously, because they, they're the only team with the bye now. So now you have the Steelers going to be facing the Colts. So who do you have um, out of that matchup?
0: That I'm going to pick the Steelers.
1: Okay, so you got the Steelers there. Okay, so then we have the Bills versus the Titans. Who do you have there? I'm taking the Bills this year. okay. Bills winning a playoff game. Love that. So then that means you leave it with the Texans versus the Ravens.
0: Who do you have there? Yeah. And that is tough. And I have the Texans beating the Ravens early in the year. And I mean early, like week two or three, they're they they're playing and winning. I have the Texans doing that week two. Thank you. Uh, so within the playoffs, I just think they're ready to roll. I think the Ravens are another animal here. The running game's going um, I don't know if the Texans have enough on the defensive side of the ball at this point, this late in the year, uh, health wise, to stick up to the or stick with the Ravens. So I'm going to take the Ravens winning this playoff game. Awesome.
1: Okay, so now let's get to the AFC Championship. So we have the Chiefs versus the Ravens. Who do you got winning that one?
0: Whoa, what? The Chiefs versus the Ravens at this point. We still have the Steelers and Bills, right? Correct. Correct. This is to get to the AFC Championship game. Oh, yes. Excuse me. Chiefs. Okay. Oh, you threw me for a loop there. I was like, what are you talking
1: about? I I probably worded that poorly. My my apologies there.
0: Okay. And then the Steelers
1: versus the Bills. Who do you have?
0: I'm going to take the Steelers as well. Big Ben comes in and leads them all the way to an AFC Championship game. The Chiefs have a lot tougher playoff schedule this year uh, to get to the Super Bowl, but I'm taking them to go all the way. Okay. And this isn't just me being a freaking homer. It's really looking at the team and –
1: for sure, for sure. I, I, I'm I not even calling you out on that. So, okay, so let's move over to the NFC then. So who do you have as the number one seed in the NFC?
0: Saints. Number two seed? Cowboys. Seahawks th- are three, and the Packers are four. Okay. So that would mean uh, we have the
1: Cowboys facing off against the Eagles, a little division rival in the playoffs.
0: Yes, and I'm going to take the Cowboys.
1: OK, that means we got the Saints for or sorry. Uh, Saints moving on are obvious because they have the bye, and then you have the Cowboys moving on. That means you got the uh, Seahawks versus the
0: Vikings. We've seen this in the playoffs a few times. Oh, so many times. Uh, I'm taking Seattle. Uh, I just think what they're going to be able to do on the offensive side of the ball, the Vikings defense isn't going to be able to keep up with it, uh, with how how quickly and how fast they can get the ball down the field with Russell Wilson and those receivers. Uh, Packers and Bucks is the next matchup, and I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay, I like that. Okay, so now you got the uh, division rival Saints versus Bucks. Who do you got? Saints versus Bucks. This is a tough one, but man, the Saints the, is the last dance with Drew Brees. I think they get a W. I think they're able to just kind of eat alive at that Buccaneers defense just enough to take a – I mean, this is going to be the third time getting to face them. They're going to know what the weaknesses are at this point in the year. I'm taking the Saints. Okay,
1: I like it. And then Cowboys Cowboys versus Seattle.
0: We've seen this one as well. This year, though, I'm taking the Cowboys. I think they're just going to be able to run the – they're going to be able to run the ball really well. Uh, Losing to De'Avion Clowney is going to be a big deal for the Seattle Seahawks' defensive line – Uh, And outside of that, I don't know really what you fear on this defense, aside from Jamal Adams. But I think you're just fine. I have the Cowboys moving on. Cowboys and Saints in the NFC Championship game. I'm taking the Saints. I think the Saints do it. I think the Cowboys are one year away because of their defense. Drew Brees is going to be another monster. He's going to look at that secondary and be like, "Mm, let's go have ourselves a day, boys. Let's go have ourselves a day. And crybaby Michael Thomas and the Kansas City Chiefs are playing in the Super Bowl.
1: Ooh, okay, okay. Little shots fired there. Okay, that's fine. Um, All right, so we will go with mine now. So I have the Chiefs as the number one seed, just like you do. I have the Ravens as the two. I have the Titans as the three. I have the Bills as the four. And then we've already gone over the wild card, but it is the Steelers, Texans, Colts. So that would mean it is the Ravens versus the Colts, and I am taking the Ravens there. Uh, Obviously, the Chiefs with the bye are moving on. Uh, that would leave the Titans facing the Texans. You get a little division division matchup there. And I'm going to take the Texans to win that game. And then you have the Bills versus the Steelers. And I'm going to take the Steelers there. So my final four there is Chiefs, Ravens, Texans, Steelers. So you got Chiefs versus Steelers. Your AFC championship game, I just have that a week earlier. I'm going to take the Chiefs then You have the Ravens versus the Texans, and I'm going to take the Ravens to win that game. Uh, now we are on to who goes to the Super Bowl, and this one, not gonna lie to you, I still have yet to decide on this game. I <laughs> decided I'm gonna decide it as we go, but I realized I still need a, another minute, so I'm gonna move to the NFC before we <laughs> make that <laughs> decision. <laughs> so, uh, number one seed, I have the Saints as well, two, I have Seattle. Three, I have the Cowboys, so we swapped there, but I don't disagree with you on two. I actually thought about that because of how hard Seattle's division is. I've thought about that, but I think the, the Cowboys just always have this slump in the middle of the year where they just lose games that you're just like, wait, why? Why are you losing to the Jaguars at home? Like that type of shit. So I'm um, going there. Vikings is the fork since they won the division, and then as we said on wild card, Bucs. 49ers rams i actually just realized you didn't have the 49ers in the playoffs um which actually i don't disagree i actually thought about not putting them in just because there's there's a real curse everybody talks about the madden curse losing in the super bowl is is the ultimate curse uh i think that they're just too too talented not to so it leaves us with a division matchup of seattle versus the rams and i'm gonna take seattle to win that one in a very tough game you got Cowboys versus Niners, and I'm going to take Cowboys in this game. And then then you have the Bucks versus the Vikings. And I'm going to. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe I'm.
0: You're I'm not going to do it. it.
1: I, I am. I'm going to take the Bucks. I can't okay. believe I'm doing okay. this. Okay. That's what I thought you should do, anyways. And it's just because I don't know about that defensive backfield like the dbs on the vikings are just so unknown and and tom brady has shown that he can shut down elite pass rushes like look what he did to the chargers two years ago with uh bosa and ingram like you we all saw the video of it Bosa going up to him and said stop throwing the ball so fast like because he gets it out so quickly i think that he's going to do that and take out hunter and yannick just take him out of the game so we actually have the same final four, and actually the same matchups in the second round in the in there. And I am going to take the Saints uh, over the Bucks. So we are the same there. I'm going to take Seattle to beat the <laughs> Cowboys.
0: Uh, you're putting yourself in a predicament because you're looking at it and you're like, oh, I like these four teams, but I've been so heavy on Seattle going to the Super Bowl.
1: I am. And like I'm really high on the Cowboys this year. Like, I was actually kind of hoping that I found a way to make it so the Seattle and Cowboys didn't play each other in that <laughs> round. But uh, that's the way it works out. Uh, and then I'm going to take Seattle to beat the Saints to go into the Super Bowl.
0: So we are different there. Who <laughs> <laughs> are you picking? for the AFC Championship so, game. You have the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Baltimore Ravens. They already faced off early in the year, week 3. They did.
1: And when we did that breakdown, I did have the Chiefs winning that game, and I don't see them sweeping them. But now I'm starting to think, do the Ravens just find a way to beat them earlier in the year in Baltimore? The Chiefs in Baltimore. So maybe maybe the Ravens do win in Baltimore and then the Chiefs win on the road. This is tough, man. Like it really is. This is like this is like game of the year, game of the decade status right here. I think that yeah. this Ravens defense is going to be so good. And like am I putting too much like I think like Clayus Campbell is gonna make just the biggest difference on this team for the Ravens. I really do Even think being that as old as he is. He still was like the number three rated pass rusher last year in the NFL.
0: That's tough. To I, you put yourself it, in quite the predicament. I did. I really did. Um.
1: So my heart kind of says Ravens and maybe it's just because I'm too prideful and like I'm still holding on to that. Everybody said I was stupid last year when I said the Ravens were going to be good, but my – like. My brain says the Chiefs are just a better team.
0: I'm going with the Chiefs. They'll go back-to-back Super Bowls. Back-to-back-to-back AFC Championship games. Yep, that's true. So there we go.
1: So we have – you have the Saints versus the Chiefs, and I have the Chiefs versus the Seahawks in the Super Bowl.
0: Okay. Who do you have winning it?
1: This is actually really tough again because I think I actually think that this would just be a way high-scoring game. I don't know if either defense can slow down either of these offenses. I think Russell has this magic that even oh. when he faces good defenses, he just does it right. And yep. like I kind of think that Metcalf has a, like this huge breakout year of like. I don't know, 1,200 yards.
0: Yeah, uh, a year of how the hell did this guy literally fall to the second round.
1: Exactly. Uh, I don't want to be the same, so I'm going to take the Seahawks. Okay.
0: You let fear get in your mind. I'm taking the Chiefs, and the reason I'm taking the Chiefs within this is because it's the last dance for the Saints Um, and I'm just going to kind of go ahead and slide this or transition this into our award segment as well. Within this, uh, I have drew Brees winning the MVP of the national football league. He hasn't done it yet in his career. I think the NFL, excuse me, I think the NFL is going to go, do you know what? This guy needs to win one before he leaves. He was too big a part of what the NFL is today. The records he has set and that he now holds, um, you know, And he hasn't done it yet. He went from possibly no longer having a career after leaving San Diego with a shoulder injury, comes to New Orleans, tears it up, Hurricane Katrina happens, he leads them to a Super Bowl. He's going to do it here at the end to end his career. But with the way that the record and history shows, if you win MVP, you don't win a Super Bowl. It happened to Matt Ryan. They lost. <laughs> the thought. I remember hearing that stat when it happened. I was like, man, Matt Ryan just ended that shit jk here comes tom brady and the goats moving on down they win patrick mahomes wins mvp offsides on d4 in the asu championship game they don't go to the super bowl mvp doesn't win last year lamar jackson wins it get to the playoffs choke don't make it drew Brees wins it this year gets to the super bowl doesn't happen it's probably honestly down between him and patrick mahomes and they go mahomes already won one early in his career drew Brees hasn't let's just get it to breeze Forget about it. Here we go. Patrick Mahomes is pissed. You already rated him as the top third quarterback in the NFL 100. Now he's winning another Super Bowl back-to-back, and I cannot wait to go to Kansas City and celebrate it again.
1: I love everything you just said, and that's exactly why I have Patrick Mahomes winning the MVP this year. Damn it! (laughs) (laughs) So I, I do have Mahomes back on top winning the MVP. And I also have him losing in the Super Bowl. So, uh, uh, same thought process. My own theory team. being used against me. I hate to see it. That's <laughs> <for sure. laughs> that is for sure. All right. So, it seems like I went first on all of the division winners and all that stuff. So, now it's your turn to go first on everything. Let's go offensive,
0: mean, offensive player of the year. Who do you have? Um, I'm giving that to Saquon Barkley. I just think he has a bounce-back massive year there. I think Daniel Jones uh, has a good second year as well.
1: All right. So I love that very much. I actually had Saquon Barkley on my sheet for almost two weeks of who I thought was going to win Offensive Player of the Year. And then I started thinking about it some more and was thinking, wonder what? Christian McCaffrey didn't win it last year. And he had over a hundred catches, and he had two thousand yards, and like he just went, he went off, right? Like he had one of the best seasons we've ever seen as a running back, and he didn't win it. It was Michael Thomas that won Offensive Player of the Year. So I, I kind of talked myself out of giving it to Saquon, just because I just don't think the Giants are going to be good enough. They're not going to have enough wins. So mine is a little weird because usually a quarterback doesn't win it, and then a different quarterback wins MVP. But I'm going to go with it anyways because it's just a gut feeling. So I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson winning Offensive Player of the Year. I think that they have – he puts up enough stats that it, it's almost like we can't not, especially with him still having what I think is – I think I have them as the third best record in football. So like it's one of those things that it, I think it's just too tough. Like you can't not give him an award. So going with Lamar Jackson there. Uh, going with Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, I'll let you go first. Again, I'm very excited to hear what you have to say here because I think defensive player of the year
0: is usually where we differ the most on who we think is going to have breakout years. So let's hear who you got. So for my defensive player of the year, I'm taking Minka Fitzpatrick. I just think what he's going to be able to do in that defense a full year there. He loves Pittsburgh. He loves his teammates. He loves his coaches. I mean you you see him in an interview – and he's just pumped. It just seems like a different Mink of its Fitzpatrick. He's excited to be playing football again. And not that he wasn't with the Dolphins, but when you go from a losing – when you're at a winning culture in Alabama and you go to a losing culture in the NFL and you got to deal with that transition period and then you go back to a winning culture, uh, a storied franchise like the Pittsburgh Steelers, like there's just something inside of you that's like, man, this is freaking amazing. I'm in the NFL. I'm with the Steelers. I'm playing defense. The black and gold – in Heinz Field, I just don't know how much better it gets as a defensive player, let alone one of the best safeties in the league, if not the best, uh, that can be argued. I think what he's able to do, like I said, is in a full year uh, within the Steelers is going to be just so much. Uh, it's going to be too much for everyone else in that division. And ultimately why I have the Steelers winning it over the Ravens, uh, something we disagreed there with. I and mean, you see what he did coming in midway through the year after being traded you put in a whole year and a full offseason of knowing the defense and having chemistry, even if this has been a tough year with COVID, it's it's going to be an awesome year for me if it's Patrick and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I'm excited to be maybe the conductor on this train because I think a lot of people aren't on board with me. And that's okay. I'll just pick you up at the next stop. But just know I'm in the lead or at the lead. Choo-choo, at, bitch.
1: At the lead. So I like it. I really do. Uh, I actually almost went with his teammate, TJ Watt. So I really thought about it there for a bit, and then you want to know what? I decided older brother gets one more. I'm going with JJ Watt.
0: What? I think he
1: comes back. Yes. I think that he, in 2018, he was actually healthy, had 16 sacks, had a monster year. I think he came in second in uh, defense. Defensive player of the year voted. Last year was very good until he got hurt, ended up coming in back for the playoffs and made a huge difference for him. I think he finds a way to stay healthy. And I think with them being what I thought was, you know, a playoff. So I have them as the number six seed. So it is sometimes tough when your team's not like a top two or three seed in that in your conference to have this. But I think he puts up. 17 and a half sacks and i think that he has enough bat downs and probably a pick or two and probably a couple fumble recoveries or forced fumbles i think he just has a monster year i think that this team the defense is very good in the front seven where you can't run on them and he's going to make a lot of stops there but then it's going to make teams want to pass on him because their defensive backs i don't think are very good which is why i don't have them winning that division but I think that he that just gives him more opportunities for sacks. I think he's that's how he's gonna get them. And I know that the voting is supposed to be regular season, but you always think you always know that like playoffs because I think the voting happens like during wildcard weekend uh, is usually when the votings occur. And I have them winning, so um, I have them beating the Titans, and and I think he has a big game there. So that's what I'm gonna go with. J.J. Watt coming back, getting,
0: I believe, his fourth or third. Third. Third, yep. Yep. Damn, look at you go. So Uh now let's move on to Rookies of the Year. Offense-wise, let me go first real quick. Um, I'm going to take Joe Burrow. He is put in a great situation on offense. Joe Mixon just signed a new contract. A.J. Green, one of the best receivers in the game when he's healthy, something he's been dealing with. Hopefully he learns how to run and stops running on his big toe and eventually keeps hurting it. Don't know if you've seen that. If you haven't, look into it. The way he runs is super weird. Makes sense on why his toes are always damaged. Uh, but then you go to the other side of the or the other side of the offense with Tyler Boyd and Auden Tate, uh, Erickson or Erickson, yes, excuse me, uh, as a slot receiver. There's just weapons for Joe Burrow to disperse the ball uh, and just keep the offense going. And if he's able to transition in any way from college to the NFL. I mean, he's a lock for rookie of the year. So for me, I don't think this is a very hard decision uh, because it's going to go to a quarterback anyways. It usually does. Might as well be Joe Burrow this year with the Bengals.
1: Yeah, that was my thing as well. It normally goes to a quarterback, and I agree with all those weapons. Let's not forget T. Higgins, number 33 overall pick as well. Uh, offensive line is improving with Jonah Williams coming back. He had to sit out his entire rookie year. I still think that offensive line needs help, but they are improving. So I totally agree with you there. All that being said, I didn't go with Joe Burrow. And it is strictly because I think that Ceh takes a huge step in the right direction as the season goes on for the chiefs. I think at the start, Darrell Williams Honestly, it's probably a 50-50 split, and some people will not, might not like to hear that, but I could see that being the case the first two, maybe in three weeks of the year. Like they, It is clear that the Chiefs trust Darrell Williams. Uh, I think you would agree with me there. Uh, that's obvious. But I think that as the season goes on, they start to realize, oh, yeah, that's why we thought this dude was Brian Westbrook. That's why we took this kid in the first round. And he just starts to learn more and more and more. And Patrick Mahomes starts getting more faith in him, get some dump-offs. I can just see some draws going for like 65 yards to the house by mid-season, just all day, every day. And I think he ends up putting up a good amount of yards, probably in that 1,500-yard yards total yards in receiving and rushing and i think that's enough to win offensive rookie of the year let's not forget barkley beat out baker and baker had a fantastic rookie year and barkley still beat him out given barkley also put up like 2,000 yards but uh <laughs> yeah. so well, i'm gonna go with ceh so that is the second award for a kansas city chief for me
0: what a year what a time what a what a time to be alive for your Kansas City Chiefs fan, uh, as am I. Uh, for defensive player, or defensive rookie of the year, excuse me, um, I'm going to go with Isaiah Simmons. I, I'm i excited to see what he does in Arizona. And I know I say a lot. I'm super excited for this. I'm super excited for that. This dude was a freak of nature in college. So much so that they didn't know. Is he a safety? Is he a linebacker? We don't know. He's just really freaking fast. If you throw that in with the Arizona Cardinals and Patrick Peterson and Buda Baker and Chandler Jones – like is this often or this defense, excuse me, is going to be so fast and they're going to be good. Yes, Isaiah Simmons is going to be a rookie. If you're this fast and you're this smart of a player on the defensive side of the ball and you have this much talent surrounding you, it's just like what I say with Joe Burrow on the offense. You're in a good situation. You're going to succeed. Uh, To me, it, it is Isaiah Simmons. Trace, I am interested in who your defensive rookie of the year is going to be because I'm assuming it's not going to be the same as mine.
1: It's not, and I honestly thought this was – I was typing my name in for both of us because I thought this was a lock. Uh, I went with Chase Young. I think that it's hard not to go with maybe the best pass rusher we've ever seen out of college. I mean you can say Miles Garrett's up there. You could say Von Miller's up there, but Chase Young is a freak, and we've talked about how good this defensive line is. I don't know if they're going to be able to double him. There's just too many other good guys. Like Kerrigan, you yeah. and Kerrigan single on one-on-one, that dude's going to put up 15 sacks. Um, Jonathan Allen, guy out of Alabama, former first-round pick, going to be a stud. They got so many other guys on that De'Ron defensive Payne. line. Deron Payne, thank you. I just think that it's by the end of the season, yeah, they're going to be doubling him, and they're going to be trying to chip him with the running back all the time. But I think it's going to be too late where it, by the time – Teams realize that they need to do that. He's eight and a half sacks deep already, so um, I think that he will have double-digit sacks as a rookie, and that's very, very difficult to do. Uh, I think that he ends up probably in that eleven range when it's all said and done, but that's enough to win defensive rookie of the year. So Chase Young for me.
0: Love it. I'm not even gonna argue you. I don't have an argument. That's a great pick. Uh, I feel silly for not doing it, but I'm glad we're different on both of these. Uh, We've honestly been different on all of them. So this is fantastic uh, on our award show for people listening to kind of, you know, you kind of get to decipher out of the two which one you like most. Uh, For Coach of the Year, though, I'm going to go with I'm between two teams or two coaches, and one of them I mentioned to you before we came on air. Uh, But I think I'm going to pick Sean Payton. I think with this being Drew Brees' last dance and how good this team's going to be, uh, and their run to the Super Bowl is going to be an exciting one. And then for them to finally get through, you know, whatever hardship there is, uh, you know, that they faced in the playoffs the last three or four years on a row, uh, hopefully this is the year they get through it. You know, uh, so I'm taking Sean Payton as my coach of the year with the New Orleans Saints all the way to the Super Bowl.
1: I like it. I like it. And I don't know if he's maybe he's won it once. Uh, I'm actually going with a dude that wasn't even coaching last year. And that's Mike McCarthy, (laughs) which is probably surprising considering a lot of people don't think he's a very good coach. But uh, and again, I tried to make it so that I had the Cowboys in the NFC championship game, but they just ran into the Seahawks too early. And I think that he just makes this defense even though he's an offensive guy, I think that he's hired enough of the right guys that the defense takes a step forward. They actually win the division. And the offense just continues to explode. I think this this offense is awesome. I want every part of I think I've said this before. I fantasy-wise, I want every part of this offense. I love all of their players. Yeah. Like they're they're fantastic. And honestly i'm starting to kind of wish that i took the cowboys as the two seed over the seahawks maybe i'll change that actually um but um i'm gonna go it doesn't change anything because they would still play the uh seahawks in the second round i'm gonna go with mike mccarthy i think that he kind of breaks back into the
0: nfl with a huge year and coach of the year that's gonna be awesome for him and the cowboys uh Would love to see that. But a player award that I completely skipped over on accident uh, because they kind of have the same abbreviation in a way. But comeback player of the year. Who is yours, Trees?
1: Who is mine? You're going to make me go first. Okay. Yes. I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, It is a dude that when it's all said and done probably takes like one snap all season. And and that's Alex Smith. Oh, yep. I think that they do bring him in at some point to like let him actually get a live rep. But I think that they know they they have to see what they have in Haskins to see if he is the future there. But I think that everything that this guy has gone through and making the 53 man roster this weekend, making it so he didn't end up on pup is fantastic. He's legit going to just be the backup quarterback. And I think, Word's going to get out on how much he helps Haskins, and if it, Haskins improves throughout the year, I think everybody's going to put that – and fair or not, if it's Haskins putting in the work or not, a lot of people are going to put this on – well, yeah, obviously improved. It's because Alex Smith is around now and actually helping him out, like what good he did with Patrick Mahomes. Look what he did with Colin Kaepernick. Ka- 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 pa- 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 non- uh, I'm going to give it to my boy, former Ute. Go Utes. Alex Smith.
0: I love it. You're going to make me cry right now. Not really, as I'm looking at a signed jersey sitting right here in my living room. Uh, I love that pick, though. I really do. Um, but I, I kind of went in a different direction. Uh, a guy who was injured last year and who will be coming back to re, re, retain, excuse me, let me stutter through that, to retain the starting role with the Pittsburgh Steelers, and that's Big Ben. What he's going to add to this offense and what he's going to be able to do to this organization to just kind of revamp them this year. Uh, of What was a down year last year with him sitting out? Him getting to play this year, what that defense is and how they've built it through the draft the last couple years. It's an exciting time to be a Steelers fan, um, especially after the noise you dealt with with Le'Veon Bell sitting out, creating rap songs, not getting the contract that he wanted. Antonio Brown being Antonio Brown, who uh, was kind of slipped underneath the wire. And I'm glad no one else is talking about it right now. It's not even in the NFL. He's retired, unretired. I don't know what his situation is right now, but it doesn't matter because Big Ben has made it through all of that and is still the leader in Pittsburgh. Um, I think he wins comeback player of the year this year. If if it's not Alex Smith, I agree it should be Alex Smith. But if it if it's going to go to someone who has played um, and came back, man, that's even hard for me to say. I, I want it to be Alex Smith, but if it's not, then I want it to be Big Ben.
1: You're kind of all in on the, uh, I mean, the Steelers, so it makes sense on why you had to choose that, especially if you have them as the two seed in the AFC. So I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, some other guys that I thought that you would consider, uh, Cam Newton, but you, yeah. you don't have them winning the division, so also makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, I know you are a bit higher on the Lions, even though you don't have them winning the the division or going to the playoffs. Like Matthew Stafford, I thought would be up there um miles garrett was another guy that i was very much considering after him. so if i if i didn't have out smith i would go with miles
0: garrett that would be my secondary can he win so, it though because i mean would it be a comeback if you were if you're coming back from a suspension from almost you know attempted murder almost can i mean win an award for you know being in trouble for attempted murder that's the question that is a great question uh,
1: actually, I'm, sorry, I'm starting to look online. Big Ben is the favorite. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I did not know he, that. He is, he is tied with Gronk at plus 350. <laughs> oh. Newton at plus 450. JJ Watt at plus 600 because you asked me if he was going to win that, but I haven't winning. Defensive player year, and again, that's probably why I have the whole Alex Smith thing. Oh, Alex Smith right there at plus 1,200. A.J. Green plus 800. Stafford plus 700, so that's even better. Plus 2,500 Garrett. Uh, plus Uh, 1,200 Nick Foles. Not taking that bet as we didn't <laughs> have that on our rundown. Trubisky was named the starter this week.
0: Yeah, what are the Bears doing, man? I don't know. I mean, Ryan Pace, you've already lost your job, dude. Yeah. She He has, for sure. So, um, all right.
1: Well, that does it for us. So, we have all of our awards. We have division winners, wild card, walking through the playoffs, scenarios. Austin, with the Chiefs versus the Saints, Chiefs running it back. And then we got me, the Chiefs versus the Seahawks, and – Russell Wilson getting Super Bowl number 2 and then all of a sudden this offseason we start the, the conversation starts to happen is Russell Wilson one of the all-time greats. That's that's what the discussion will be had. There will I can see it now, people will start to say would you rather have had the career of Peyton Manning or the career of
0: Russell Wilson? That will be the argument. Look at you predicting headlines. <laughs> But I can agree with that. Like I think you're going to be spot on with that because that's pretty fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. Uh,
1: I love it. So next episode, we do our full week one breakdown because we are – what are we? 72 hours away from kickoff for the for the Chiefs game, just over Let's
0: 72 go. hours. Oh, I cannot wait.
1: Me we got a TV
0: either. set up. We're doing a home tailgate. Was almost going to go to the game. Didn't work out. Uh, But we're going to do a little home tailgate. We're going to have some fun. Going to be drinking some buds, eating some pizza. It's going to be a great time. I can't wait. I cannot flipping wait.
1: I love it. That's going to be awesome. So super excited about that. So we'll do a full breakdown. We'll obviously do – because our episode comes out the day the game comes out. So we will spend a lot of our time, I'm sure, on that Thursday night game. But then we will – Break down all the other games. And like we said, we're going to do a little bit different style than we did last year. Last year, we tried to break down all of the games and we felt like we weren't doing all of our listeners justice. Like we thought that we could have done better on focusing in on just a few games each week and then switching it, switching the teams up every single week. And that's kind of what we're going to do After week one, we're going to just choose a few games. We're going to rewatch those games. I'm sure multiple times. Last year, we watched every game once. Now we'll be able to watch all the games twice, and we're going to be able to break it down and say where the turning point was and why these teams won, why these teams lost. What do they need to be concerned about? So I'm super excited about just our new format we're going to go with this week. Uh, We will announce next episode... If we change up our schedule, we are still in discussion on if we want to break that down and have a different release date or not, just depending on what fans want. So we'll let you know next week. Don't forget, we do have our Madden League for PS4. Feel free to DM us. It is more than half full. And it is going to be starting any day now. It was supposed to start today, actually, but we're waiting for Madden to update their rosters. So then the league has the most updated rosters. And I'm expecting that probably tomorrow, Tuesday or Wednesday. So yeah. we'll go with it and then we're going to get started. And I'm, I'm super excited about that. Um, all of you local people in Utah, uh, I'm running my second annual golf tournament in October Feel free to DM me if you want to join. It's a four-man scramble league down in southern Utah. Uh, last year was awesome. We had over 30 players. This year we're going to have, I think our limit with the golf courses was somewhere around 50. Uh, we just bought all of the gifts, and they are awesome gifts. Uh, Austin, I'll just send you one just because they're so cool. And Thank you. Yeah, so feel free to join. It's uh, $100 per team, so a four-man team, 25 bucks, And then you just pay for your golf fees, your green fees, which we have some pretty good discounted fees there. And then you get free drinks and food and all that type of stuff. So it's going to be a good time. It was last year. Uh, Austin, anything from your
0: side? No, thank you guys for listening. The NFL season is coming up this week. I hope you guys have your, your home tailgate events planned out. Uh, stay safe, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. And tonight we've been talking football.